insane in the membrane. Okay, anything else? Insane in the brain. No, you don't like my song? No. Hey guys, welcome back to Modify Lifestyle. I'm your host, Andrew. And I'm Ranjod. And today we're going to talk about some of the, actually some of the last meets and shows of the 2019 season. Definitely a jam-packed season this this year. A lot of stuff we didn't even go to, but it yeah. was still pretty packed. Yeah, we tried to attend as many events as possible. Obviously, in the GTA, that is physically not possible Yep. with the amount of stuff that goes on. Yep. But yeah, we're going to start off by talking about some of the past events mm-hmm. that we attended in the last week. Yep. So, uh, the first one was VQ North, and I'm pretty sure that you're the one that actually went to this. I didn't actually end up going. Yeah, so it was the VQ North season closer. Mm-hmm. It was hosted at JRP. Yeah. I've been to the season closer last year. Yeah. Pretty good. I think it was at a different location. I think I came with you as well. Yeah, so I think we went to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the VQ community in the GTA is very strong. Yeah. And it, it grows every year. Like, VQ, I, I would say it's probably one of the most popular cars now. Yeah. You know, I, I've seen people... V37s, you know, 350Zs, all of them. Yeah, all the VQs. And this includes, like, non-VQs, too. Like, any Nissan Infiniti, really. Yeah. Right? And even, like, the older Datsuns and stuff, you see all of those kind of stuff. All those cars live in there, yeah. Yeah, we see them at the VQ North. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the season closer, pretty good. Um, like I said, like, the VQ community is really big, so obviously they're going to have a good turnout. I got there maybe about an hour after I started, so I think... This show, it was it was only a couple hours long, so it wasn't that long. I don't think they had much entertainment. It was more of just a meet, more than a show. Mm-hmm. So people just kind of came, talked, left. Um, overall, it was good turnout, for sure. I've seen a lot of cars there that I've never seen yep. all year, 100%. really. Yeah. Which is really, really refreshing to see. And yeah, like obviously you see like the regular cars, like... I think there was a R34 GTR. Mm-hmm. So that, that car goes to like a lot of the shows and meets in the right. GTA. But I think what VQ North does really well is preparation. They really know how to throw a good season closer, especially. They have a lot of giveaways and stuff too. So they know how to get uh, engagement from their actual fans too. So which is a really key, key aspect of the car culture. A lot of people, they don't really engage with their followers, which they, they completely have down. Yeah, exactly. Like we talked uh, a couple weeks ago when we went to the Kaizen night meet. Uh, that was the Lexus meet. Mm-hmm. Uh, similar like environment here. You know, they had the DJ. Mm-hmm. They had music playing. They had free coffee as well. So yeah. they had like Tim Hortons coffee there. And yeah, overall, like it was a pretty good environment. They also like JRP was also open. I think they even had discounts, mm-hmm. special discounts just for that day. Yeah. Which is really, really good marketing. For anyone that hasn't heard of JRP, uh, they are a automotive parts specialist i'd say like they have one of the biggest uh catalogs in all of the gta i'd say um anything that you can name they'll probably have it that's why i feel like the hosting a vq north meet here is just one of the best to do because they have everything that you can name and you know just a good a good brand plus you know a lot of products forms for a good combination yeah exactly it, it was a really good um location for yeah. the meet for sure 100 percent. and yeah like some of the i was looking at some of the discounts it's like really good discounts too like they had um they had like wheels and even like racing seats they yeah. had like special pricing on um i think airlift and some other like coilovers all that kind of stuff so overall pretty good event you know a lot of the cars there uh you don't really see 
at regular events here. Mm-hmm. Obviously, because VQ North season closer as well. A lot of people come out to them. So I've seen a lot of cars that, you know, I follow on Instagram. I see at bigger shows around the GTA. Yeah, 100%. That's always I, nice. I totally agree with that. Yeah, there was a, I think it was a wide body 350Z. Mm-hmm. And it had like this really nice color shift and paint on it. Yeah. I've seen it at previous events, so that was nice. There was also um, a G37, but this one was a convertible. So it was bagged G37 convertible. I've seen this one. White I think one? Uh, it's white. Yeah. So yeah, I think... I think this one is from Kitchener Waterloo area. Yeah, that those ends. So that was nice to see. I don't really see that as much in the GTA. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of other cars there. That was always nice to see them. And overall, like it was a good environment, good meet. Mm-hmm. And like I'm, I'm a fan of VQ, so obviously uh, I'll enjoy it. One car that really caught my eye was uh, Infiniti Q60, which I really love. Those cars, really nice. But this one was bagged, and it was actually the first bagged Q60 I've seen. Unfortunately, I didn't get any pictures because when, as soon as I saw it, it was actually leaving. But I actually saw it at like another meet this weekend that we'll also get into. Yeah, VQ North really throws a banger and they really know how to bring out the cars, you know. So I wasn't actually surprised after seeing the pictures that you posted in, the, in our docs that, you know, there's some really nice cars that came out. Um, but nevertheless, we'll move on to our season closer. Yeah, so our Northside Whip season closer um unfortunately it was kind of last minute so we didn't get to announce on the podcast last week yeah um but yeah we it was hosted at limitless tire Mm -hmm. and it was in combination with toyota loyalty which is a toyota group toyota lexus ion group and the gta as well it was a not the biggest event i'll be honest but i would say it was the most eventful for us because it was literally just friends coming together and we just literally talked for hours yeah, it was super chill, mm-hmm. uh, good vibes mm-hmm. overall. Yeah. Uh, I think that night there were actually a lot of meets going on. Yeah. So uh, VQ North was the same day. Yeah. And then I think so ours was in the evening, and then there was a Strata pop of me, and then there was Too Fast TV as well. Yeah. So really, really hectic night. Yeah. So I'm not sure. like it was a good turnout, but I'm not surprised about like where people could have gone as well. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not too bummed. Uh, if you guys have been to our past season closures, it's always a you know a bit more packed lot. Like everyone's everyone usually comes out to it, and we're always just chilling with like a bunch of people. And the, we usually have this as a show and shine, but we decided we didn't have enough time. First of all, you know we're just very busy with our lives, so we didn't actually get to prep a show and shine. So this was kind of like just a meet, kind of just threw together. Wanted to offer enthusiast a place to just chill and just talk about yeah. you know their passion yeah exactly it was nice it was nice to see like um people from the Northside whips team mm-hmm. and also like friends in the community as well yeah definitely yeah and a couple of cars there were actually some like classic toyota cars there too yeah and uh, again that's because of our collaboration with toyota loyalty if you have a toyota definitely want to check them out because it's a group chat you must be in yeah one car that like kind of stood out to me was that i think it was like a 1970s or 1980s Celica. yeah and it had a 1j in it yeah which uh it's a it's ongoing trend but the 1j's they're very reliable the turboed engines if anyone didn't know and this one was super low key and it wasn't like every other 1j where it's like super shiny engine bay and everything it was slow low key like Literally, it looked stock. It looked like it belonged in the bay. Yeah, it looked like it belonged. It was like part of the car. It came OEM yeah. with it. Yeah. Which really surprised me because 
every car I've seen, like even with a 2J, it's always like super shiny engine bay. Everything's like, you know, done up and everything. Yeah, yeah. It's like all over the top and exactly. everything. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And we also had like some like sound guys come out too. Yeah. So I think there was like a, a Genesis and I think it was Odyssey. Yeah, it's like yeah. a super, super old Odyssey. Honestly, that thing is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah. And one thing I didn't notice about the Odyssey, like that one I've seen it at like previous uh, events in yeah. the summer. Mm-hmm. But I noticed this time is that the rear doors are actually swing open. So they're not sliding doors. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I, notice that before. Yeah, I think Odyssey, that generation of Odysseys were just like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. And yeah, it said like that Odyssey, it, it was like, it was a stance build, but it's also sound built. Yeah. So like it still had like all five seats. And then the rear just had speakers, and that thing was really loud too. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think the Jenny was a bit louder, but the Jenny had more speakers in that. Yeah, thing. the Genesis was crazy. It had like suicide doors, like yeah. all custom door panels. Yeah. Back seats were like gutted. Mm-hmm. Speakers right up to like the roof line. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah, it was pretty insane. And uh, again, we thank you guys for coming out. Whoever came out, and uh, see you guys next season. All right. So next up on the list of meets is gridlock so gridlock was the sunday after so yep. the day after the our Nordside web season closer mm-hmm. and this was hosted by west of six my whip low by nature and i think they had a couple sponsors as well so like it was a really like well put together meet yep. i think we talked about this like months in advance I oh think, yeah i think they announced it like a while ago Oh yeah, and so obviously they had like a lot of planning to do mm-hmm. and like low like low by nature west of six my whip they have history in the car community. You know, they host great events over the summer, over the, you know, car season. And, you know, we've had the pleasure to attend some of them, which mm-hmm. are always great. Yeah. So, like, no doubt, like, I had faith in them that they could host a really good event yeah. at Gridlock, especially, like, this late in the season. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they delivered, definitely delivered. Really good show, really good turnout. I was actually surprised because the location they chose was actually something out of the ordinary. Yeah. You know, it was at like a, a shopping plaza and it's kind of like a residential area too. Yeah. So I was like, I was kind of skeptical, you know, when they first announced it, I thought they'll get shut down right away. But yeah, as soon as they got there, you know, they, they weren't the most organized, I would say just because of the plaza, you know, there were a lot of businesses in the area and they were all open too. So it's kind of like scattered. So like parking situation was kind of unorganized. Um, but like the quality of cars was Top notch, like the cars there. It show cars definitely. These cars are the ones you see in like Import Expo, like Import Fest, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Definitely a really, really good event. Quality cars, good environment too. Like they had a DJ, they had music, they had giveaways, raffles, all that kind of stuff. And I'm also looking at the pictures as as we speak. Um, and I yeah, I totally agree. Some of the cars here, are, you know, like show worthy. And I think that's what they're trying to go for. Is they're trying to build a car show out of you know something that they started just from a uh you know parking lot yeah and even with like the name gridlock yeah like i'm not really sure if like the location they chose the best uh during the event they actually i think they had like a petitioner or like a a list that they wanted people to sign so they could get the lot again next year yeah uh in my opinion i don't think it's the best lot to be honest Mm. like i think they advertise it as being beside square one but it was like maybe five minutes from square one yeah um so i think False advertising, first off. <laughs> um, I knew that from the start because I lived near the the actual parking lot where they held it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think the location, not the best location. It, it worked this time, but 
because of like the businesses and the residential area i don't know if it's the best location for like future events yeah 100 percent. i i totally agree with that um i do get the name though if you think about it gridlock because it's in the middle of downtown yeah it makes sense yeah so it does it does make sense but yeah i I, i'm iffy about the location as well i feel like car shows and car meets in general need to be away from all that you know yeah, exactly. You need um, more space too. Like the, exactly. the lot filled up really, really fast. Yeah, and they probably like lost a lot of revenue because they didn't have space. For yeah, it. they didn't have space. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's exactly what happened. But in general, they did a good job in hosting it. They definitely brought out the quality builds, uh, which is what counts. Let's yeah, exactly. Yeah, this one it was held like it was later in the evening, so I think it started at five p.m. Uh, obviously, it gets dark now, so that was like one of like the downsides of this because there were only like maybe two hours. Maybe probably less than two hours of actual daylight. Yeah. And like, you know, parking lots, like they're not well lit in the first place. Mm-hmm. So like once it got dark, you could like, you could barely see the cars. Yeah. So th- that was also like downside. I see in the summer, it'll probably be better. But yeah, like the pictures came out great. Like if you go like right when it started, when the sun was up, really, really nice. It was really good vibe. You know, yeah. it was warm. Yeah. But like once the sun set it, was, it got cold. So yeah. that was the only downside I could see. Which is going to be a downside for any evening meets. Yeah, any meets, like, especially in October. Yeah. You know, it's kind of expected. 100%. And unfortunately, like, after, like, the sun went down, people started leaving because it was cold. So, it, the, the meet kind of got cut short. Yeah. I think season closers are just cold as it is. Yeah, exactly. Right? Can't do anything. Like, can't do much. Yeah. Yeah, and there's, like, a wide variety of, like, cars. Like, anything you can imagine was there. They had, like, trucks, Jeeps. They had, like, stance cars. They even had, like, some... JDM cars, like, uh, there were a couple S14s, Supras, even, like, 240s. I was really surprised by that. It was kind of, it wasn't, they weren't, like, drift spec, mm-hmm. but, like, th- you can see that they were, like, you know, going for drift build. Very diverse. Yeah, exactly. So, that was nice. Uh, I'm a huge JDM fan, so I appreciated those cars being there. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like, a lot of, like, our friends were there, too, so it's always nice to see them. Mm-hmm. This is actually, I'm pretty sure... Yeah, definitely the last show of the season. Yeah. So it's nice to see everyone before, you know, the cars go into storage, all that yep, kind of stuff. Yeah, 100%. Um, I talked before about, like, the Q60. That was at the VQ North meet. This one was actually there. And I really like the Q60. Like, Q60 and Q50, I like the styling. Super aggressive look. And this one was bagged. This is the first bagged Q60 I've ever seen. Even on social media, too. Because the car is so new. Yeah. I don't think, like, newer cars, people don't really touch them because they're new. They're expensive. Yeah, more more expensive to modify. Um, companies usually don't come up with parts until like five years down the road. So yeah, exactly. So that's why I was really surprised to see that. Yeah. Really nice. I really like the bag look of the Q60. Mm-hmm. I think the build that really like inspires me and uh, wants me to do more with my car um, is the real Kanar Sharma. For anyone that doesn't follow this build, it's a G37 coupe. Uh, it's on air ride, wide body, and I think he has one of the most uh, unique headlights ever. Yeah, ever. Like, in, like, the car scene in general. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Especially in Ontario. Yeah, I would say, like, in North America, it's probably, like, one of the best headlights I've seen on any car. Mm-hmm. So, I've talked to him a lot about the headlights. Uh, he told me where he got them from. I don't remember exactly. Mm-hmm. But they're basically, like, GTR-style headlights for a G37. Yeah. So, it has, like, the GTR-style DRL. Mm-hmm. LED strip inside the the headlight. Yeah. And then custom like um projector lenses and also like the high beam lenses and yeah. the turn signals. Yeah. So they actually sell this specific headlight online. So mm-hmm. anyone could buy them, but he actually had I think GTA retrofits retrofit them with 
Chasing LEDs and every single light, so the projectors, high beams, have halos. It honestly is the most unique uh, in terms of headlights out there. Like, I would like, and I'm pretty sure, like, it has, like, almost 100 to 200 lights or different patterns you can choose from. Yeah, so, like, the the customization is insane. Like, when I, I think... I, I first saw them at Import Expo, mm-hmm. so a couple weeks ago, yeah. and he was showing me them, and he gave me his phone with the app, mm-hmm. and like I was scrolling through it, and there's like pages and pages of just settings and animations and yeah. like colors that you could create on these headlights. It's like the customization is like next level with these headlights, mm-hmm. and like you could create your own modes and you could do like different colors. Like he showed me one, it was like a uh, a police light. So it flashed uh, like blue and red. Yeah, I remember seeing that video online that uh, he was right beside two cops and he had his this, like similar lights on. Yeah, as so well. he had his lights flashing and the police lights were flashing as well. Yeah. yeah. I think he just, that was just him trolling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then he also had one, it was like an American theme. So it was like red, white, and yeah. blue. Yeah. So it was kind of rotated. And then each individual halo too, you could actually change the color. That's crazy. So like the customization is like insane. Absolutely insane. Man probably pay like over two grand for those headlights alone. Yeah, yeah I can't crazy. imagine how much it costs. Yeah. <laughs> but like he has like the most unique pair of headlights yeah. ever, I would say. And even like his build in general, like I remember seeing his build actually at VQ North Season Closer last year. And back then it was just bagged. It wasn't wide body. He had like the same wrap. It's like a a color shift in wrap. So it's pretty popular wrap. A lot of people have, you know, done the wrap on their cars before. But now he's like, he's wide body. He has like crazy arrow, big wing, like the headlights. At, I think he actually has taillights in the works as well. So he's done a lot to the car. And yeah, I would say it's probably one of my favorite builds in the GTA as well. But that's coming from me. I like VQs, so. Yeah, his headlights were really unique. And I think as it, as it, as he goes and he keeps building that car, it's going to be like one of the best in, I say, even North America. Yeah, for sure. Like, he's already told me some of the mods he's, he wants to do. And, like, he's definitely going for a show car. And he's, like, he's pretty much there yeah. as, as a show pretty car. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, and he has, like, crazy plans for this thing. So, I'm excited to see what, you know, he has planned for next year. Yeah, Canal's Kunal, car is really cool. And it was awesome seeing it at Gridlock. I definitely think that cars like his um, should get a little bit more attention. I'm sure it did at the show. But, in general, it should really be getting more attention. Uh at other shows as well yeah definitely like I, I've talked to him like I see him at a lot of shows that I go to mm-hmm. and he definitely he does get a lot of attention just because how wild the build is yeah. like it's absolutely crazy the amount of stuff he's done yeah. like his wheels for example super aggressive spec yeah like they're absolutely crazy they're like bright blue and like his car is like I think the official color is purple but it's like a color shift in wrap mm-hmm. so it definitely stands out yeah. among like all the other cars there oh yeah 100% yeah, there were actually, like, really, really nice cars there. Like, I can't get into all the cars. Like, there were so many. I spent, like, most of the time, like, just talking to people and, like, getting as many pictures as possible because it was the last show of the season. But, yeah, overall, a pretty good event. I think they had they had some pretty big sponsors as well and pretty good raffle prizes. Unfortunately, I forgot to buy raffle tickets. You done goofed. Yeah, so I missed out on a lot of the good prizes. But, yeah, definitely. Like, one thing I noted this season is to always buy raffle tickets. Yeah, because you never know what what they could be given away yeah like these shows like even like the gridlock included yeah. even the bigger shows they yeah. have really really big sponsors and really good prizes yeah and uh that was similar to our show even a lot of people didn't even know that we were giving away stuff and uh then they came after 
And they're like, wow, I didn't even buy raffle tickets. And, you know, you know how it goes. Yeah, exactly. So moral of the story is, buy your raffle ticket. Come on. Get on it. Yeah, but like in conclusion, you know, gridlock, great way to end off the season. I think a lot of people in the car community attended this, even even though it was kind of like, you know, in end of October, weather was kind of cold, small lot, pretty good turnout. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I had a good time. So yeah, I, in general, I feel like the season was really, really good. I mean, we missed a lot of shows, but that that's because we, there were just a lot more shows this year. So in general, I like it was really good and really jam-packed and which kept us car enthusiasts really busy yeah i would say it was a pretty good season i think last year um it was kind of like our first jump into the car community yep so we hosted our first shows you know our season closer all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and then this year we kind of started uh attending a lot more shows um like just going through my pictures like some of the first shows um like cscs first one i attended this year uh we both attended that that was great and also, like, the Sunset Showdown, like, West of Six. They had mm-hmm. Drift Jam there. Yeah. That was really good. You know, the Cars and Coffee, always great. Mm-hmm. Um, like, even this one, Gridlock, you know, first first show from, like, this series. Yeah, I totally agree. There was a lot more. I think we went to the ones that we knew that were going to be, like, really, really good. And that's, like, that's what kind of taught us. That's what we learned from last year. Yeah, right? exactly. We went to a lot of meets last year, too. But we kind of learned of which ones to that weren't like you know gonna be that great, and we kind of like stick to the ones that we really felt strong about. Yeah, exactly. Like last year, we, we attended like a lot of meets, mm-hmm. and we didn't do a lot of shows. So like, I kind of learned from last year that you know the meets are great, but the shows it's more organized, you know, yeah. better quality. So yeah. that's kind of what we focus on this year. Yeah. And obviously, you know, we got like some really good content. We even up like, um, how do I say it? Yeah, we even had, like, vendor setups at some of the shows as well. Mm-hmm. So that was always great. But, you know, I think this season it was more about, like, building our brand, mm-hmm. you know, building our relationship with different car crews, different, you know, promoters, members of the car community as well. Yeah. And, yeah, we definitely did that. That was fun. Yeah, we definitely achieved some sort of our goals. And uh, hopefully next year we can eventually grow it even more, right? Um, this year we kind of focused on getting the media coverage out there. I think next year our goal would be to really push to be at every single show, have some some of our members, you know, post it up, have our vendor spots, that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think like, you know, this year it, it was good learning experience. You know, we now know what not to do and what to do, exactly. you know, for like planning our events next yeah. year and also attending these events. Exactly. Right? Honestly, it's just a learning experience for us. As we go, you know, we kind of keep pushing for stuff that actually makes sense to us now. Right. So we're not actually wasting time and making sure that people actually, you know, enjoy like, let's say our shows. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like going to all these shows, you know, you meet a lot of people, which was great. You know, we've met a lot of people in the car community this season. Um, Always nice to make friends and, you know, kind of see their build progress. Mm -hmm. That's that's probably like one of my favorite parts of like the car community. Yeah. It's just seeing like people grow, you know, people, you know, progress in their car builds and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's probably one of my favorite parts, especially for this year. I've seen a lot of growth which is always great within like, you know, the Northside Whips team yeah. and the car community. Oh, 100%. And I, I feel like we really focused on building that loyalty between our team. And uh, in terms of like our shows, we really looked uh, to kind of expand on what we kind of built on in the first year, right? We didn't really go for like qua- uh, qu- quantity. We really focused on quality shows, right? Even though we only did one, 
that we put our like 100% into that one show. Yeah, we put everything into the show, Go Hard or Go Home. Yeah. And it was very successful. And, yeah. you know, it's, that's going to be our annual show. From yeah, 100%. And that's, that's what we're going to be doing every single year. I uh, don't know if the season opener and the season closer will, will exist in the future. But, you know what? That show will always be there. Yeah, Go Hard or Go Home 2020. Yeah. That's the next. Definitely look out for that. We're going to do a lot, hopefully. Yeah. Some things I learned this season, um, like I said before, raffles. Yeah. You know, raffles are huge. Yeah. Uh, next year, definitely going to focus on that because <laughs> we missed out on a lot. Like yeah. uh, like Gridlock, for example, you know, they had detailed packages. Uh, I think they had custom floor mats, yeah. free custom floor mats. And then like some of the other shows I went to, I think Modified Culture, they had a, a free full car wrap. Mm-hmm. They also had a full set of wheels given yeah. away f- for the raffle. So there's there's a lot to win out there. Yeah, it's like insane. And what what does it cost? Like ten dollars for a raffle ticket? Yeah, or the something? tickets are like dirt cheap. Yeah, right. Yeah. So definitely worth it. Um, like even our shows too. We had some pretty good sponsors. Yeah. I think mean, like like you said, people didn't know. Like we had Hot Rod Scotts. We had gift certificates. We had merch. All that kind of stuff. It was like really really good prizes. Yeah. So something definitely like. Everyone listening, you should definitely look into raffles. Yeah. Uh, something that I'm going to be looking into too. And even for our show, you know, trying to build like sponsorships and stuff to get some more uh, better prizes, giveaways for you guys. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, what I'd say what I learned, especially about builds, is you really have to do your own thing. There's a lot of influence coming from all over the, the car community. And uh, you really have to just, you know... Take a step back and focus on what you want to do with your build. There's a lot of people trying to like convince you of, oh, do this, do that, right? And for me especially, I really like stepped back and I really thought about it. Like, what do I want? You know, like people will always say, oh, no, you should do this, this, and this. But in my opinion, you should just do what you have to do in order to be happy with your build. Yeah, it's definitely something that I noticed um, this season. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of influence between, you know, members in the community as well as online too. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing that people don't realize is that they don't want to admit or they don't realize that whatever they're doing to their car is influenced by someone else. Yeah. Right? Like, I see a lot of builds that, you know, they're doing these mods and it's something that you've seen before. Yeah. Right? And, like, these people, they don't want to, they won't say that, you know, they're copying this person. They'll be like, oh, I want to do it. Um, it was my idea, you know, I just like it that way. Yeah. But I think what they have to realize is that you're being influenced one way or another. Yeah. Right? Whether you realize it or not. Yeah. As as I, I've talked about this in the past, you kind of get a little taste of it online. And, like, you see a lot of builds. Like, let's say if you want to search up your, your car with certain type of wheels on it, most likely, 100%, someone has done it somewhere in the world. Yeah, exactly. And, like, you could find the exact your exact car with those exact wheels on your car that someone else maybe in Russia did. Yeah. Right? So I think this whole thing about, oh, you know, you're going to be copying this person, blah, blah, blah. It's all BS. Yeah. It, it doesn't really matter. Like, originality is really hard these days. Yeah. But, like, as long as you do what you want to do, yeah. like, just be happy. You know? All that matters yeah. is your happiness. It, yeah. it doesn't matter about, oh, co- being competitive, being the first or anything like that. It just Just do what you like. Yeah, exactly. The whole po- point of this car community is to, you know, really support our passion of building cars. Yeah. And that's what I noticed too. Like people always, you know, they try to do the first thing in Canada or first in North America, whatever. You know, that, that stuff doesn't really matter. Yeah, like who cares to be honest? Yeah. Like as long as you're doing what you want, like who cares if someone else has done it before? Who cares if like this person has the same wheels or same body kit or, you know, wide body, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. You know, whether 
you know, you're copying them or not. You know, you're doing your own build uh, to your liking, right? Yeah, 100% agree with that. But yeah, in general, I think this season was really, really great. Definitely taught us a, couple, a lot of things. And uh, I really hope that 2020 is 10 times better than this. To be yeah, honest. definitely. It was definitely like a jam-packed season. Yeah. I think like almost every week we had show or meet. Yeah. So it, it was pretty hectic. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we talked about it before. Like everyone hosts and meets and car shows, all that stuff. But, yeah, we try to choose like what the best ones to attend. 100%. Um, you know, where our friends are going to be, where we can network with people, where we get the best content. Yeah. And we just go over there. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, very good season. And uh, as I said before... See you guys in 2020. Uh, now we're actually going to move on to the car of the week. Yeah, so this week's car of the week is a Lamborghini Huracan. But it's no stock Huracan. Nope. This one, it's an official Liberty Walk kit. Yep. And, you know, I'm looking at a video right now and it is installed. And this thing is insane. Insane in the membrane. Yeah, like the Huracan, it, it's already a really, really good looking car. Uh, Supercar, of course, you know, it's in my opinion, probably like one of the best looking supercars. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, Liberty Walk kit, it's wide body, so you fit bigger wheels under it. Uh, it adds a more stancy look to it. Yeah. And I believe this one is on bags as well. Yeah. So it sits right on the ground with this kit. So yeah, it's uh, for anyone that doesn't follow him, it's Liberty Walk Kato, K A T O. Um, this this honestly, this build is crazy. I haven't I haven't seen this in in like ever. <laughs> I've seen it in concepts and everything. People usually do some nice concepts with these cars. Um, but I've actually never seen this ever in my life. And it's awesome. Like, it's it's the craziest shit of my life. Yeah, I think I've seen, like, a couple months ago, you know, like you said, you've seen, like, concepts, uh, people making the kits and stuff. I think a couple months ago, I might have seen, like, a mock-up yeah. of the Huracan with the Liberty Walk kit. Yeah. But this is the first time I'm seeing it completed. And it, it looks badass. Like, yeah. it definitely adds custom flare to the Huracan. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing about supercars is that people generally don't mod them. Yeah. Because of how expensive they are to mod. Exactly. Uh, I can't imagine how much this kit is. Yeah. Like, development, research and development for this thing is probably, like, yeah, insane. Yeah, 100%. It's probably close to the, the cost of, like, a regular car. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it looks really nice. I I really like it. It has, like, the wide body feel to it. It's not, like, super wide body like most of the Liberty Walk kits. Yeah. It's very subtle. Yeah. But it definitely adds, like, more aggressive look to it yeah and uh i mean i believe this uh, this page that i just mentioned before i believe he is the owner of liberty walk i think it i i think this is one of the first lamber lamborghinis in like i say the world that has this kit installed in it and i think that's the most unique part about it is that it's very 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 rare yeah i'd agree with you i think this the origin of this car is japan i believe uh, the post, it has a lot of, like, Japanese writing and stuff. So, I assume it's in Japan. Yeah. I also think it's going to be at SEMA. So, I think SEMA's in a couple weeks. So, it's going to be debuting there. But, like, in pictures, like, it doesn't even look real. Like, that's how good this car looks. Yeah. It look it, it looks like a render of some sort. Yeah. But, like, obviously, there's videos and stuff of it. So, I we know it's real. Yeah. But, yeah, it just looks... It looks almost too good to be true. Yeah. In pictures. 100%. And, uh... I, I know we've talked about this, like, in person, but not a lot of wide-body kits look good on a car. I think it suits this La- Lambo really, really well. Like, I like a lot of cars don't really fit the wide-body, like, style and, like, the f- over-fenders or whatever are, like, mismatched. 
right? So they're like a little too big for the car. Um, this is just perfect. I think the kit goes really well with it. And I think that's what really makes it look really, really good. Yeah, I'd agree with you. It's it's, it's very subtle wide body, mm-hmm. but it definitely works with like the body lines of the car. Yeah. And exactly. one thing I just noticed is that the front bumper, it kind of resembles the Aventador's bumper as well. Yeah, I think they, they did it really well to kind of fit it with, with the design aspect of the Aventador. And uh, the wheels, their LB works. So I'm guessing this is like a collaboration with the Liberty Walk and Work Wheels. They're very unique. And I'd say that they look very similar to a lot of work wheels that are really built. But you can see like what Liberty Walk was trying to do um, in terms of very race spec. Yeah, for sure. You could definitely see it. Like the body, like the body kit itself, mm-hmm. it's, it's very, you know racing inspired mm-hmm. it has like the big wing of course you know like the like the wide body fenders yeah uh so you could fit bigger wheels on it obviously yeah and i think the collaboration between like liberty walk and work wheels really good fit like the wheels i would agree with you they they definitely look like work wheels yeah but i think what they're trying to like achieve here is you know like a race spec build yeah exactly yeah i know some people you know they may not like like builds like this where like it's a huracan lamborghini uh just in general, like, you know, modern Lamborghinis, people don't really do them. But, yeah, I'm a fan of it. It looks really good. I think it adds a lot to the car. Definitely adds, like, that, um, the race spec and, like, the, the Japanese culture. Yep, in general. 100% agree with you. But on that note, we're going to be ending the podcast. Thank you guys once again for tuning in. And uh, thank you for listening. Yeah, obviously, like, we talked about, like, the season's coming to an end, unfortunately. So we don't really have any car meets, mm-hmm. car shows to come up. So we'll probably end that segment from now on. Yeah. But yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, it's been a great season. Thank you for everyone coming out to our shows, our season closer, you know, interacting with us. Always great for you guys to, you know, kind of interact and kind of talk to you guys. Yeah. And yeah, we'll see you guys next season in person. And next week, we will tune in back at Modified Lifestyle. <laughs>